How are you? I'm okay. What's going on in your in your life? How do you feel today? Uh, yeah, today's pretty good. Yeah, a little little hectic, but but good hectic. Why why hectic? Mm, I decided to put out two records like a week apart from each other. Oh yeah, why not? Yeah, you know. Sometimes you work on shit for like a year and then it falls into place all at the same time. Yeah, and you and you may or may not also be uh, having our hundredth episode celebration. Yep, that's that's that in there too. Same month. And then the day after we both go to Portland. Hey! And then it turns out I'm going straight from Portland to LA. So I got a, I got a busy month ahead of me. I don't know who it month was. Somebody was like, yo, if you go to the West Coast, do a meet and greet. Um, but we're not really going to have time to do it. I know, right? which sucks because the, uh, at least Sam from not alone is out there at the same time as we are. Oh, no way. And going to see Mabim Bam live Friday night. Oh, really? Yeah. That same weekend. Yeah. The, That's crazy. The Friday night that we will both be in Portland slash near Portland. Shout out to not alone. Uh, if y'all know, um, if y'all know our show from, I don't know, 30 episodes back, 40 episodes back or what so. What if you had an invisible boat? Yeah. We did a, we did a little crossover with those cats mm-hmm. and have uh, have mad love for them. Uh, shout Wait, out them. Sam's going to be out there at least. Right on. Well, we should go sneak up on him on Friday night. We should be more concerned about it. If, if you guys would be down to do a meet and greet somewhere or whatever, like, ah, shit, we can make it happen. Also, hey, it could happen. If anyone lives in LA and just wants to hang out, <laughs> be out there. With not a whole lot to do in October. You going out again? Yeah. Right on. I'll be out there first week of October. <laughs> Bro, we, we gotta we gotta cut back on this whole narrative that you're just like consistently alone either in your yeah, studio well, you or know, in other cities. It's, being it's like, not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Someone hang out with me. <laughs> yeah, you know, you gotta, Dear internet friends. I try, I try and bring some honesty to the podcast, you know. Will you be my real friends too? <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't get to, well... I don't get to LA that often, and I have, there's probably some cool people out there. I got to get back out there, man. I'm, you want to come I, with? I kind of, well, I don't know. Maybe depends. We're going to be in Portland together. I'm flying out the next day to LA. Oh, you're going right to the beginning of October. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The like first through the. I'm giving a lot of personal information out right now. <laughs> I'm gonna be there in early October. Don't worry. It's it's Los Angeles. Yeah. I don't think anyone's gonna be the like, fourth. Come. Nice. Got him. Get at me. <laughs> I'm staying downtown. Pull up. Pull up. <laughs> Throw them hands. Tell me you think I will lose. Your I've conspiracy been in fights since middle school. Dear flat earthers, Fabian wa- wants to go up to the mountains and look for Bigfoot. Though I'm down. That'd be tight. Mm-hmm. You need to get like you need to buy more camo than you currently have. Ooh, that you know that's a great point. I only have. I have zero at the moment. I have one. I have a camo jacket, mm. but it's not. It's not like Dude, it's not actual should, outdoor gear. Here's what we should do. We should make it a, a official, uh, we should expense it to the pod and bring you out there and go up to the mountains and go squatching. Charge it to the game. Yeah. Charge it to the game. I mean, if if a squatching adventure isn't a business expense, I don't know what is. <laughs> Bro, in our taxes, we get to put squatching. <laughs> hey, man, I got a new accountant, and I'd love to introduce him properly to uh, my, my business ventures. Hey man, uh, there's a line item in here that says it just says squatching squatching pants. <laughs> yeah, four, I bought some squatching four, pants. They were four hundred dollars. Yeah, say, say more about that. <laughs> you well, look, you gotta look good for Bigfoot. If I can't be out here looking bummy for Bigfoot, if I'm gonna meet my idol, <laughs> I want to look. I know him. If I'm gonna meet my real dad. <laughs> Uh, t-shirt idea, Bigfoot is my dad? Big, or Bigfoot is my real dad? 
You know the uh, boy that I might have to make a note you, of that. You one. know the Froggy Fresh. Uh, Jimmy Butler is your father. Yes. Song. Can we just make a Bigfoot is my real dad. <laughs> my real dad. I said Bigfoot is my real dad. LeBron, you a baller. <laughs> but Bigfoot is my real dad. <laughs> <laughs> but Bigfoot's my real father. Uh, maybe maybe we just do actually make like verses about our dads. Mm. Like like my dad. My dad's kind of short though. Well, yeah. And, and he wears like a nine and a half. That's why you say, you're like, oh, right, right. Bigfoot is my real dad. Right. That's kind of disrespectful to our dads. <laughs> and then you punch your dad in the face. <laughs> in music videos, I was just beating the shit out of our parents. How, how dare you? <laughs> you're not my real dad. Oh, uh, man. Did we did we get any voicemails this week? Are they? Um, yeah, are, I think we did. Do people just hate us? I don't know. I, I have a hard time because y'all, okay. I can't, I, I can't I wanna, track where they're going anymore. So a couple things. If you do want to leave us a voicemail, 612-246-461. Oh, wait. 612-246-4614. Yeah, right, for a second I thought I said something wrong. You nailed it. Um, If you want to leave us a voicemail and talk to us, by all means, that's the way to do it. Um, and also if you've left us a voicemail and you've been like, Oh, they didn't play my voicemail. Sometimes a, we get overwhelmed by them. And sometimes we play a handful of them on the paid episode, which I guess maybe now's a good time to say every week we put out a second episode of the podcast at patreon.com slash what a podcast. It's five bucks a month and you get four additional episodes of the show every single month. So you get one a week additionally. We play voicemails over there sometimes because we don't always know who's a Patreon listener and who's a free show listener. So if you didn't hear it, that might be where your voicemail yeah, went. And also, like, we just can't play all of them. So, you know. Yes, there's also that. We we get a, a decent amount. So um, Yeah, let's skip it this week. All right. We don't we don't got to, but y'all call and flood us with cool, weird stories, and we'll give you guys some calls back uh, next week. Should we get right into our, our main shit for today? Oh, dang. We... So I did some research. There she is. Um, I did some research because when we first brought up the should we do another in our series of what if you got away with it, mm -hmm. I was like, how many what if you got away with it have we done? And the answer is one. That's what I thought. And that episode... Is it our first our episode? Our very first oh. episode. So every 95 episodes we can do a... a Episode about heists. Yes. Okay. As, and and what I what I wanted to do, if you wanted, was potentially to just play like a little bit of our very first episode oh, on the show. I don't know if I do want that because maybe it's super super bad. And it also, probably is, which is why I don't think I want that. I kind of want to feel that sense of awkwardness okay. inside of me. Let me see if I can find it. Maybe real our quick. voices have changed. <laughs> You know, like maybe I maybe I finally hit puberty and now, right, I'm a, not, now I'm a big kid now. Um, I got to pull it up on, I'm going to just play it off of iTunes. I was hit with a wave of nostalgia when I was like, oh yeah. Was Mason on that episode or was it just us? You and me, babe. Nice. Taking it to the top. Climbing oh, the ladder together, okay. my I'm friend. I'm going to scroll all the way back. Yeah, let's you ready? Do, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ooh, okay. All right. Here's British lady. Oh. Uh -huh. 
Our intro used to be longer. Oh boy, we really sorry guys. We spaced it this out. This made... is the What If podcast. Yeah, uh, I kind of miss her. Hi Spencer, welcome to the What If podcast. Hey, yeah, right. there we What's are. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. It feels good to be back. Yeah, it's been a minute. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we record these and we put them out, and then maybe it just happens. I don't. I, maybe. What's up, future people? Hey, what's up, future people? Hey, that's, that's us. <laughs> we did her. We didn't sound too stupid. No, or, we I didn't mean, like, sound any too more stupid. stupid than we sound I now. I think we sounded exactly. Exactly like we sound. Cool. We haven't improved one bit in, in 94 episodes. You know what would be? We are exactly as acceptable as we were a year and a half ago. You know what we should do sometime? We should do a full episode where we play an episode and then we react to our own episode and then there'll be like four Yikes. of us, two Ryans and two Spencers, that all at the same time. awful. We would absolutely destroy yours. Anyway, for those of you who've been with us since episode one, uh, thank you guys for... January 7th of 2017. There it is. God damn. God damn. Uh, September 19th, Ice House, Minneapolis. Yep. Come hang out with us. We're celebrating our 100th episode. Show enough. Video Liza, Claire Loon, some special guests. Show enough. Mm, cheap beer. Good times. Um, shit, I forgot the short link for it. It's on our website. It's on our website. It's on all our social media. You, it, don't worry. You'll find it. <laughs> don't worry don't worry oh i need to bring that one back. that was a good one all right so so from getting away with shit heisting shit yes what 94 if, episodes later here what, we are what if you got away with it right back where we started mm, but in a whole new way yeah there's a f- couple more people listening now oh boy more than a couple <laughs> remember that first week where we were psyched that like a hundred people listened to the show yeah I and do. then this week we hit half a million total downloads <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's tight. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know if we're supposed thank to say guys. that number out loud, but yeah, fucking yeah. thank you guys. Yeah, mm. we did. That's a fun. Hey, you know what? Fuck it. That's a super fun milestone. We I've never half done half a million, half a million of anything. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> God damn. That's a great point. Thank you guys for uh, listening and for supporting the show and for all the fucking iTunes reviews and everything uh, everything along the way, man. It's pretty mm-hmm. crazy that we hit that milestone this week, and it's all because of you guys telling your friends. I and, mean, it's... It's also because of us. Let's not, you know, let's give each other a little bit of credit here. Yes. If we hadn't been doing the show, y'all wouldn't listen. But the fact that y'all listen and tell your friends and keep listening and telling your friends, it means the goddamn world to us. So thanks. Thanks, you beautiful, weird babies. All right. What if you stole a painting? Uh, are we doing what if you got away with it part two or are we doing what if you stole a painting? Uh, let's make it a part two because that's more fun. Okay. Also, what if you stole a painting? I didn't, but I want to. Well, we could. There's still time. Do you remember? What are you doing later tonight? Yeah. Want to go to the MIA? <laughs> we do. Okay, guys, this just turned I into have one a f- in mind. <laughs> <laughs> this just turned into a field trip episode. We're going to take the mobile recorder. We're off to the museum. All right, so we're camped in the back alley right now. <laughs> you guys, are we, hearing, are we hearing these guys commit a felony? That's fucked up. Jerry and Rita Alter were a couple from New York, who moved to New Mexico in 1977. Mm. Uh, Jerry was a retired music teacher, and Rita was a speech pathologist, and when they retired, they decided to go out to the desert. I'm going to call him Jerome. Okay. I like it. Is J-E-R-R-Y, is that usually short for Jerome? Or Gerald? That's G-E-R-R-Y, right? Yeah, because Are some people just Jerry? Because goddammit, if that's not a dumb name. (laughs) Sorry, Jerry's. (laughs) Come on, though. What is that name? Sorry to all the Jerry's listening. Spencer's not. He's like, mm, that's not I'm a not real sorry. name. Jerry? It's okay. Without, My name gets roasted all the time. Without there being Apparently like I a, a douchey name. I call you Spenny. That's worse. It's the new one. Mm, it's pretty bad. Why do you, Wait, why is Spencer a douchey I name? I don't know. I, that's what I've heard. 
Who said that? Eh, people. That person was a douche. Don't listen to them. I didn't. I like your name. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got some like very English Welsh ass names. You do. Mm-hmm. Facts. You got some like King of the Hill ass names. King of the Hill? Yeah, your middle name's Dwight. Oh. Nah. I mean, is, I that, it King, is. is that King of the Hill? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, it was like a president in my grandfather. Those are the only two Dwights I know. Ah, that's fair. Um, counterpoint. Counterpoint. It's, it's presidential. <laughs> it's presidential as fuck. Anyway. Yes. This couple on. moved out to New Mexico in the 70s, and uh, they died a couple years ago, or maybe early last year, I think. And when they died, a Willem de Kooning painting was found in their bedroom. Can I... Can I give the one the one detail about the in their bedroom, like where it was found? That oh, sure. just made me like so happy. Mm-hmm. Behind the door, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was hung behind the door in yeah. their bedroom. It was just for them to look at. I and I slash well, also not point out the fact that they had stolen maybe stolen a hundred and sixty million dollar painting. So that's what I was actually. Well, I'm getting too far ahead of myself. It's fine. Me. Let, I mean let, that's that's the that is the very short version of the story. We can get into the weeds here. No, no, yeah, keep going in the weeds, and because okay. we could talk theories and all that shit at so the end. This, the painting that was found um, in 1985 had disappeared the day after Thanksgiving from the University of Arizona's art museum mm. in Tucson, Arizona. The day after Thanksgiving is tough, though, man. Like a lot of lot of hangovers huh? in the world. I'm saying like I'm maybe following. I'm saying like maybe somebody just accidentally took it because they were just like still drunk or hungover from Thanksgiving. Do you accidentally cut paintings out of frames, roll them up, and put them in your backpack while wearing a disguise because you're hungover? I can neither confirm nor if deny. So you should probably stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to end well for you. It's gone too far. <laughs> Fix it. the The painting was taken by a man and a woman who distracted a security guard and then cut the painting from the frame, rolled it up, and carried it out of the museum under the man's coat. Yeah, the uh, they the way that I heard the story was it, was it was the morning after Thanksgiving. Like you said, the museum was opening up early. The, the couple was there a little bit early, like right before the doors opened, and the security guard actually was like, oh, like, you're here. We're going to open in 15 minutes anyway. Come on in. Because um, that's a good plan. You want to have, like... Lasting conversations that will be very memorable with security guards before you steal paintings worth nine figures. Right. But it was, I mean, that is what happened. The, the, no, woman, just, the woman talked with him for a while while the man went upstairs. It's just funny, like, how bad their plan was and how long they got away with it for. Assuming. Well, we'll I say we'll have to allegedly slash yeah. potentially slash this is the question at hand that we'll dive into. Was did they actually steal it? Yes. Or did they just we know that they possessed it. Came to possess it at one point. Yes. But did, were they the same people that actually stole it is sort of still up in the air. And we'll get to the details on why that may or may not be the case. There was a police sketch made that roughly resembled the two of them. I mean, in the in the fact that it was a man and a woman. Um, yeah, but they appeared to be wearing some amount of disguise, like wigs and/or dude maybe glasses. had a fake mustache. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, the glasses and mustache combo. Yep, um, glasses. Uh, the I think the woman in the police sketch was wearing like a like a hair scarf, kind of yeah, like there's there like was, a wrap on her head or something like that. It was reported at least one place at the time that the woman may have been a man dressed as a woman. Yeah, I read that too. 
So either they're just kind of taking shots at at uh, at Rita, <laughs> or you steal our painting. We call you a mannish woman. Uh, the police didn't find really any evidence at the at the scene. They had no video cameras because it was the seventies, and there were no. They weren't able to pull any fingerprints from the frame or anywhere else uh, in the museum. I, you know, I gotta I gotta say something really quick. Mm-hmm. What was the deterrent? What do you mean? Why didn't people walk in and take paintings off oh. the walls and walk well, out all the time? Okay. <laughs> all the time. A, you have to cut, they cut it off the frame, which is why they were able to do it so quickly but, and able to sneak out with it. Because if you're taking a, a framed painting down and walking out with it, it's going to be pretty obvious that you're carrying a fucking painting in a frame. Yeah, but I bet you I'm faster than at least 25% of museum security guards in the world. And I could just, like, if there's no, what, just rip it off the wall and run out the back door. Like, I don't well, know. Yeah, but then you have to go into hiding because you just committed a felony. But if there's and, no camp, no one knows what you look like. Well, people did. I'm just saying, like they had sketches of the two of them. I guess what I'm trying to say is, if it is I funny were, though that they like they went about living. If they actually stole it, it did not affect them in any way. They went about living their lives <laughs> just fine. Yeah, like they yeah. didn't move. They lived in Tucson for the rest of, or uh, in the area for the rest of their lives. They yep. were in Tucson uh, on Thanksgiving visiting family, but they did not live in Tucson. They lived in at New Mexico. The time. Correct. So I guess they were like a state over, but yep. They didn't uh, alter their appearance. They didn't move. They didn't hide. They just went home, if they stole it, with this now valued at $160 million painting. Also, the way they did it, you're damaging the painting. Yes. Significantly. Yes. Like, it still has not been reframed and rehung because there was significant damage done to it, and they're trying to figure out how to if and how to repair rejuvenate it. it. Yeah. yeah. And then the part that I don't understand is what do you do with that? You can't sell it. You hang it up in your house for 30 years. So you risk, I mean, what's the punishment for stealing tens, if not, at the time it was probably um, at least a million plus. I'm painting. sure it was probably even more, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're you're looking at significant jail time, I'm assuming. So you can have what's the a difference? deck of a painting in your bedroom that you like, and that's the other thing. You can't have people over and see that. Well, so I was going to say... Well, I guess we'll get there, but I, I, part of me, part of the reason I like think that they did do it is because it was hung in their bedroom behind the door. So if people came over, they could have the door to the bedroom open and people could come and go and they would never see it. But when the door was shut, they would see it. No, I understand that. I'm just saying like, what, what a huge risk to take for what seems like a fairly small Payoff. You get to look at this painting in your bedroom. Yeah, like, you're not could, wildly you rich, and you can't move to Bora Bora and like buy land and fucking could, fuck off for the rest of your couldn't life. Couldn't you either like buy a print of that painting or commission someone to paint you something that you like? Or mm-hmm. unless you're like a and they they didn't appear to be collectors in any way. Like they didn't own a bunch of other artwork. They weren't dealers. They like so. I mean, it was just like maybe a strange. Like one off, grand larceny. 
thousand dollars or more. With. Um, it's got to escalate if you're stealing millions or things valued in the millions, though, right? Felony theft definition. My Google searches are just <laughs> fucking. <laughs> How much can I take? Yeah, I think any. Yeah, I mean for sure, anything over a thousand is a felony, but it's got to be. You got to be looking at like decades in jail if you're stealing millions of dollars worth of someone else's stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it if it increases it has to. exponentially like that. You would have to deter that somehow. Yeah. Otherwise, like, yeah, why not try? I'm just saying, felony theft might be like. There's got to be a scale though. Whatever. Uh, go what? ahead. I'll, Lawyers, I'll, I'll research. <laughs> I'll research uh, the legalities of this. So they, there was. Basically no evidence at the crime scene other than a couple witnesses uh, who said, one of whom said that whoever took the painting, they saw them drive away in a rust-colored sports car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the alter's nephew said that the pair drove almost exclusively red cars, which I don't know if that, I guess that probably includes rust-colored or whatever the description was. Mm-hmm. Um, they had... I also think it's weird they had two kids who now, well, then and now are adults who didn't know any, or at least are claiming to not know anything about this or how their parents got that painting. Well, which is like, A, of course, that's what you would say, so as to not be implicated. If so, how old did it say how old the kids are? Uh, no, but I mean, the. Jerry and Rita were in their 50s in 77. Yep. So even then, their kids were, I mean, they were retirement age in the 70s, so their kids were probably in their 20s. 20s. So move it up 40 years, their the kids are probably in their 60s-ish. I the, the Part of the reason I believe that's a possibility, though, is because people, I mean, I grew up with art in my parents' house, that I, I mean, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was from. And like right. none of it obviously was like crazy expensive, but I feel like you just kind of take for granted like the shit on your walls when you're growing up. You're just like, yeah, it's just like part of my house. You don't, yeah. you don't really know like the. Well, and they wouldn't have, this wouldn't have been the house that they grew that up their kids in. lived in. That's even. true. So I guess that sort of makes sense. All right. We're going to take a quick break uh, for one second and kick it over to a friend of the show, Rob Christofferson, your UFO guy. You've heard from him uh, many times before, but uh, we've got a little sounder here from him uh, talking about his show. He has an awesome podcast called Our Strange Skies that we think you guys would love if you like us and especially the more UFO alien centric shit that we do. Here's Rob. What's up, UFOnauts? It's your UFO guy, Rob Christofferson. Have you ever been curious about the UFO phenomenon, but unsure of where to start? Have you ever wondered about just what crashed at Roswell? Have you ever wanted common sense advice about licking UFOs? The answers don't. Then check out the Our Strange Skies podcast, where we dive into America's rich UFO history and uncover what these sightings say about ourselves. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and most podcast apps, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget to look up, because you never know what you'll find in our strange skies. In gray we trust. The craziest part of this, maybe, and like to that point, is how this painting was recovered. So they, Rita died last June, so mm-hmm. like a little over a year ago. And 
they had a an estate sale basically because yep. Jerry had died previously. Yep. And an antique store in town bought this painting from the estate um, for I think like a thousand bucks or something. Yeah, two grand I think. A couple grand. And uh, or they bought like a lot of stuff for two grand that included this painting. And he was going to, the owner of the, the shop who bought it was going to put it in his own house because he just liked it, thought it was cool. Yep. And he had been, like, until he brought it home, he had this painting just sitting in his shop. And somebody walked in one day and was like, what's that painting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I, I don't know. I bought it from a state sale. He's like, you sure? I think that's a de Kooning. <laughs> like, you might want to... You might want to look into that. Like well, that might be a really expensive painting. The the other thing about it too, especially in that area, I thought about this as well. Like that when that happened, that had to have made every local news station and every local oh, paper yeah. for probably a while. I mean, they were obviously doing an ongoing investigation of who stole this extremely expensive painting from Tucson, Arizona. And at, at the time that it was stolen, it was not valued as highly because it just hadn't like, there wasn't the same scarcity. And then also like sure. 40 years of inflation. Right. Um, but this painting now it's estimated that if it went to auction would pull at least a hundred, maybe up to like 160 million at auction. There I was a, a similar de Kooning from the same era auctioned recently that pulled a hundred. It was even part of the same series, wasn't it? It was I like, so. he did like a series of three or five yeah. that were all called like something similar. So this dude has this painting just like leaning against a table in his antique shop. Somebody points out, Hey, I think that's a real de Kooning. The dude just Googled quote de Kooning. And started going through images until he's like, came up. oh shit, that's that painting. And then he found stories about it being stolen from the area. Right. And was like, dear police. So, well, yeah, he called, uh, right then he called, well, first he went and put it in the bathroom of his shop because it was the only room in the shop that lock. had a lock on the door. <laughs> and then he called, in order, the art museum, the FBI, and uh, the Republic like newspaper reporter who had written the most recent story about this heist. Mm. Um, I'm surprised he didn't just kill the person who realized what it was and bury him in the backyard and move to Bora Bora. But even like even secondhand, you can't sell that. No. Well, unless you can get somehow into like fucking black market art dealing. You got to go pretty shady. And that then how do you scary? Yeah. And if you don't already have those connections, like how do you, you just walk into if I had a if I had a very nice painting, who would I talk to about right. that? Right. And now you're doing all kinds of illegal things and opening yourself mm. up to more jail time. Yeah. So the museum curator uh asked him to take some photos and measurements of the painting and email them to her, from which she became pretty convinced that this was the actual painting and not a, a copy yep. or a print or something. Sounds about right. And uh, the next day, she just came to the shop to see it in person and picked it up and drove it back to the museum. Cool. With a, with a couple cops following them. <laughs> Guys, look at iPhone. <laughs> I have $100 million in my car. Right? 
Can you imagine just Ugh, transporting that thing? I would barf. So it, it is now back. You put a seatbelt on it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Well, also, like, I would love to know more about what condition it's in because, A, they cut it from the frame. Yep. So there's damage. And then also you're, you know, now you have, like, frayed edges. Yep. They apparently did a really shitty job of reframing it because you can't take a stolen decooning to a frame shop and ask them to frame it for you. Right. You're yeah, that's a DIY effort for sure. So they they just nailed it in like three spots to a frame mm-hmm. before it was hung. They rolled it up to get it out of the museum. So all the paint has it's cracked because it's all been rolled slash folded and then unrolled. Right. And probably like thoroughly dried out. And then it was just sitting in their bedroom, probably exposed to, I'm guessing, some amount of natural light and right. dust and who knows what else for... I mean, if they were the if they stole it, they had it for 30 years. Right. Yeah, just chilling in your bedroom. Yeah. I like that uh, while they were still like... Like it was an on... Well, I guess still is an ongoing investigation of whether or not it's... Is it? Because what are you going to do? They said it's still open. I don't know. How, you can't charge two dead people, and the museum has their painting back. Yeah, I don't know. The FBI, in one of the articles I read, said it's still technically an open It's an open case on their books. I don't know what that Weird. means. I would think you would just call it good if the people responsible are both dead. And well, the, no harm, no foul. And the owner got their shit back. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to... I guess like if other people were involved or knew about it and didn't report it, I guess there might be some... Ancillary crimes committed in there. Right. Um, or if someone did buy it and resell it. Yeah, I guess I guess that there's that too. You don't know for sure that they were the ones that originally stole it. Right. Or that. But then, okay, so say someone else stole it. How would they have come to own it? What do you mean? So the original thieves steal this painting. Yep. They wouldn't have sold it directly to two retired school teachers. They might have. For how much money? That the Alters didn't have millions of dollars. No, no, but I mean, like, I'm saying if you maybe you wanted to shell it out for I mean, some people will do it for like ten grand and maybe somebody was like, Oh, that's why, kind of that's kind of a cool that, thing though? to have. I don't know. That's what I don't understand. Like, I don't really, I honestly don't understand the motivation of stealing this from any angle, whether it was the altars or it was someone else. Yes. If you're going to steal it, A, don't fucking damage it in the process. Mm -hmm. And then B, selling it seems next to impossible or at least super risky. For sure. You'd have to go overseas You'd have to do it super black market under the table. Yeah. And you'd have to get paid in cash. Then you'd have to like slowly reintegrate millions in cash back into circulation. Like so, there's so many, like, I actually kind of want to just walk through the steps of like, if we were to go steal a painting tonight. Allegedly. I said if. And I'm just kidding. If we went to the MIA tonight and stole that big ass Chuck Close painting. Yes. Because, of course, we'd steal the 10-foot-tall one. We'd strap it to the top of your car and drive it down Lake Street. No, but but, but say we have, like, a a 24 by 36 painting. Yes. And we've identified in a, in a local museum. Yes. We're going to steal it. Yes. A, well, let's start at the very beginning. How do we get out of there? Okay. First of all, 
This is why I just want to, I want to say something that I didn't get a chance to say earlier, which is if I had been alive in the seventies, I would have been committing crimes all the time. <laughs> Because it would have also, been also under things you maybe 85. shouldn't say to an audience of thousands, but go, can, go ahead. I'm not alive in 1985. <laughs> I was not. Uh, uh, I was not an adult in 1985. But come on, man, you could. You also weren't alive. I was also not alive. Yes. Um, no cameras. It's just a dude who's like, oh yeah, come on in early. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you could literally punch that dude in the face. Mm-hmm. Grab a painting, walk out. Yes. Done. Game yes. over. Okay. Crime committed. Like, <laughs> it would be so easy. Frida, we have committed a crime. We are going home. DNA DNA is, like, not really a thing. Yeah. Like, fingerprints but, are, like, probably not very good. But no if, cameras. They, if they did or whoever did it, also got away with it for the next 30 years. 40 years almost. Right. No. 85? 85. 30 okay, years. 33 years. So, yeah, no cameras, but, like, also things did happen during that time, and then you have to not slip up for 30 years owning this crazy-ass expensive paint. Back to my hypothetical situation, though. Okay. If we were trying to do it now. Yes. We're going to go to a museum tonight and lift a painting. I think— A I smallish think, one, because yeah. I, I think this one was not huge. I think, like, you—I mean, I don't know, dude. You can't go in during the daytime— because there's going to okay. be hundreds of people there, and if you lift something, I'm sure alarm go- an alarm goes off on every single thing in that building. Okay. So we're going after the place closes? Or maybe, like, as they're closing? Sneak in as they're open, stay after? Hi. Okay. I, I think my move is... I know where the I know how to like get in some weird ways at the MIA. Yeah, and I think you, like, you hide in the bathroom, okay. and you try to like have a pretty good route planned out to basically, like... Rip it off the wall, smash through a window, and be gone. Like, do you immediately. think they have someone overnight at those places? At like um, museums with pretty extensive collections. That's a good. That's a good question. I wonder if I they have somebody in there, or if they're just like straight up on call. Maybe they have a really high tech system and someone who maybe is like on call. But yeah, okay. maybe. I mean, maybe people. Well, I, I would but also, imagine if it's it one or be, two people, like that's not gonna. It's not gonna do too much, right? You just okay. You know you. So we're waiting until after the place closes and we're, how are we getting it like physically off the wall? I think you just rip. There's no way those things are out of the frame. No, I think or you just rip you, the frame you take the off wall. the okay. wall. I can't imagine they're mounted to the wall in like. It's usually just a wire. Yeah. I can't imagine they're mounted to the wall in a way that's like crazy okay. attached. And we get out by force i guess you just like i don't know you keep a brick with you and smash the window and just run through it and get the fuck out of there because i feel like speed is of the essence when you're trying to leave yeah if you don't get a jump start by foot or by car bike or by bus bike Mm -hmm. bike you're biking with a two by three foot painting um you get one of those kid carriers you Mm. know the little like carts that you put on the back And um, a lot of people like put groceries Burley. in them and stuff like that. What is that the brand? Uh-huh. Yeah, so you just get one of those. You throw it in the back of that. Okay. You have a polo. Where are we taking it? You have a polo shirt on. You look. You look like dad taking kids for like an evening or like nighttime bike ride on the way home. You okay. wear your helmet. You have your flashers. You know. Yep. Um, Wait, are there two of us? I are mean, we, yes. Are we, are we two dads with our painting kid. Sure. Tandem bike. Yeah. Two bikes. Tandem bike. <laughs> 
We're true buds. <laughs> okay. We're true buds. <laughs> All right, so we got a tandem bike with our, our little kid trailer in the Who's back. in the front? Um, <laughs> the details are I think I think I got to be in the front because you could probably see over my head. Facts. I was thinking literally <laughs> the same thing. We got to put the shortest guy in the front. Great minds yep. think alike. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, where are we going? Right. Where are we taking it? Ugh. <sighs> right. I mean, I guess you take it to your house. Because you got okay. to get, get it. I guess it also depends on what we're trying to do with it, which is my biggest question in Travel. this whole process. What do you mean? Travel. I don't understand. Get it out of the country. To sell? Yes. Okay. Because you, you don't even want to try to do it here. How the fuck do you do that then? Because <clears throat> now, the now you got to have money just to do it. What do you mean? To ship it? Like to get it out? Yeah. Um, no one's buying, say, say it's a similarly valuable painting. We're talking yes. like- $100 million. 10, yeah. Let's say $100 million. No one's paying $100 million for something not in person. Like that you're not, they you're not seen? FedExing a hundred million dollar painting to somebody, dude. That now, deal's happening in person. Now we're literally talking about how do we get into an international mafia somewhere? Yeah, right. That's, that's what I'm where, saying. That's, that's where what you this have falls to apart. Do. Yeah, for sure. And to do that, like, okay, so you have to fly private. You're not bringing that shit on a commercial flight. You could potentially disguise it in like. A series like I'm an art student and I have all of my like sketches and oil paintings wrapped up in a tube and it's my personal item. Okay, so you got but then you're taking it off the frame and you're rolling it. At some point, yeah, you have to. Which is devaluing devaluing it crazily for whoever our buyer is. Yeah, maybe. Rolling any a painting of any age is gonna be or any painting that's just a painting is gonna like definitely damage it. Yeah. Oil oil paintings are Relatively durable, though. I mean, once that shit dries, if it's like at all thick paint, that it's cracking if you roll it. Yeah. So I, you gotta, you, you probably gotta fly private. Yes. To wherever you're going, I don't know how you would even begin to like find a buyer. That's the hardest part to me. Like, who I, I is buying think that? The only way to do something like this is to do it in reverse. What like you, you meet a guy at an airport who's a fucking shady oh, you ass character have a buyer? who says. Oh, I'm an art dealer. I pay high bucks for high-priced paintings, and I do shit. It's a little gray. And you go, whoa, that's crazy. And then somebody goes, hey, um, you give that dude a ring in 75. You call him in fucking Italy or whatever, and you go, if I could get my hands on a blank, what would you pay for what it? What would you pay for it? And he goes, I could get... Let me ask around and comes back to you and says, I could get you $10 million for that. Okay. And then you go, okay, now I set out to hatch a plan of how to take this thing. I have to, if, let me pitch a fully different thing at you though, outside sure. of like the true, like how would you go about it if you wanted to do like the full on fucking sell one thing? You know how kids used to steal cars and go for joy rides in them in like high school and shit? In hypothetically, yes. Hypothetically, mm-hmm. I mean, I, <clears throat> I'm not saying that hypothetically. Like, <laughs> we are not admitting to any crimes. No, mm-hmm. and I never, I fucking for sure never did that. I mean, I knew, I knew people who would like do versions of that, but it was mostly like taking like someone's big sister's car whatever, or yeah. whatever. People would still car. We eighty late eighties Hondas mm. Civics specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, there were only so many. Keys. Unique keys. Yep. And two of my friends 
keys would start open and start each other's each cars. Other's cars. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's crazy. Uh, only one of these two friends realized that. So he would like steal his car and move it. We would just like, hey man, Jeff, let me borrow your keys, and we would go move the other person's car it's to a like strong troll. a different part of the parking lot, mm. or just switch the location of the two cars, mm. or uh, just go like park it on the street like a mile away from school and walk back over lunch or something. Damn, just to fuck with that friend, mm-hmm. I'd get, I'd sell my car. I'd sell my car right away. <laughs> what a long time without her like realizing what was going on. Yeah. Or rather like how it was going on. Sure. Sure. The closest I've ever come to a heist. <laughs> we, we temporarily stole temporarily a, like a moving a friend's vehicle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like that to me, this screams that a lot more to me than it screams like international art heist. You're saying this specific instance of yes. the... Of the this Rita to me, and Jerry stealing the cooning. This to me screams much more like for the thrill to have the thing. You're fans of the thing. It's it, you know, fucking it gets you off to be like, we fucking stole something from a museum and it's in our house now. Can I offer some evidence that might support your theory? Does it have to do potentially with a writing career from Jerome? Yeah. Tell me more. Okay, so the authors wrote three books together. As a couple? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just him. Mm-mm. Okay, carry on. Why are you so sexist, Ryan? Women can no, write books. I, God damn it. <laughs> I know that. Just thought the article I read but, said that he was the primary author. I, the article I read could be wrong, but the one I read said that they wrote three books together. Uh, one was about like travel adventures, one was poetry-based, and one was like a twist on Aesop's fables. Mm-hmm. One, which was called, one of those three was called The Cup and the Lip, Exotic Tales. Mm. Uh, it's a bunch of like fictional accounts of random adventures and travels. Short stories and shit. Yeah. One of the stories is called Eye of the Jaguar, and a woman and her granddaughter take from a local museum a 120 carat emerald. They leave behind no clues. The jewel is kept hidden just several miles away from the museum behind Mm -hmm. a secret panel Mm -hmm. and quote, two pairs of eyes exclusively are there to see. Say it one more time. Two pairs of eyes exclusively are there to see. Meaning that the, in this story, the the woman and her granddaughter were the only two people who knew about or saw this emerald that they had stolen. And they kept it behind a panel in their house. And a door is like a panel. Crime solved. Damn it. But, so... Obviously, they were thinking about similar scenarios. So... And maybe romanticizing them. They're in Tucson. For sure confirmed the picture of them at dinner that accompanies many of these articles. A dated photo of them in Tucson on Thanksgiving of 85, whatever year this happened. Yeah, 85. So we know for a f- for a fact they were in the city of Tucson the day the, the of. Day, well, the day before for sure. Yeah. Yes. But probably the day of. Probably the day of. Unless they the flew theft. out on Thanksgiving night or something. Right. But more than likely they're the day of the theft. Yes. They wrote short stories, specifically a short story that dispelled About very a very similar story. 
fictional if, in air quotes heists. If yes. the if the if the man and his son, because that was the the version of it I saw was it was either the wife or it was the son dressed up to look like a woman. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And because they said you know the whole like she looked like mannish or whatever. Right, right. I was just thinking. I don't think his son lived there, but they. We probably had family in town the day before for Thanksgiving. That was the version yeah, of it yeah. that I heard was if they were in town for Thanksgiving, potentially his son was as well. Yep. So did they have family that lived in Tucson? Do we know? I why, think, like why were they in Tucson? I think that's what I think that's exactly why. Okay. I think they were visiting family in Tucson. Okay. So say dad and son dressed as a woman, grandmother and granddaughter in disguise go sure. into a museum. Like, no, the, the details are suspiciously similar. And, for sure. and if you hang a de Kooning in your bedroom and you and your wife well, go to sleep every night it. looking at it, it's it's your shared little joyride. You you took the joyride together. You made a big fucking crazy thing and you kept your own little like lovely secret for it your entire lives. So stupidly risky. But maybe in the 80s it wasn't, I guess, because like they if that's what happened, they 100 percent got away with it. Yeah. Yes. And for now, at least, like, all of their family got away with it. Yes. Because I, I don't think that, I don't think they were the only two people that could have known about that. You don't think they could be the only two people that knew about that? There's no way you plan that, execute it, and then have that painting in your house for 30 years and without a single a other person knowing it. I mean, it just seems impossible to me. I get that, except like, I don't know, people's bedrooms are private places. Like if you put a painting behind a door and you live your life like that, you know, when the door is shut, you're inside it. And when the door is open, it's literally covered by the door. And for 30 years, neither of you say anything. It's your own little secret. I guess. I I don't know. It seems like a crazy, crazy risk to take. I kind of love it. I feel like it's a little like <laughs> it's like romantic and like Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, and like, I guess. And like no one got hurt. No one got hurt. You stole it from. You stole it from like a, a public university, university collection. Yeah, like not super likely to like pursue that. No, or have the means to like fuck your shit up about it. Right. It is crazy that you would think that there would be a pretty thorough investigation at the time that that's taken mm-hmm. there must have been yeah for absolutely and that's the whole part about like you know to your point if anyone caught a glimpse even a glimpse of that that pictures of that were probably in the newspaper it was probably on the local news of the actual painting yeah, yeah. of it being stolen and like if anyone saw that at all at any time you are you know you're responsible. Like people are going to go, Oh, I just saw that painting on the news. Wait a second. Right. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I do love that. Like they kind, they didn't really have a great plan. Nope. They didn't want to get rich off of it. Again, this is assuming that this played out the way we've been describing. Yes. Never told anyone about it, either before stealing the painting or after having it for 30 years. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's that shouldn't have worked at all. 
Yeah. And I kind of love that it did. Yes. And that in the end, the museum still got their painting back. Right. And hung, did you see they hung an em- the empty frame with uh, with like a hanging about the theft for the entire time it was gone? No. It was like Why? Because they wanted to be like, this was a famous thing that occurred here. A $150 million painting was taken from our walls. It's, they have like on the hanging, they had a picture of the it's people. It's super easy to steal from us. I mean, shit just goes <laughs> missing all the time. And even the like $150 million just walked out just, the door. We don't yeah. care. Take whatever you want. <laughs> Take whatever you want. They had, but they put up a picture of the people who, the, of the police sketch and like talked about what happened and when and, and, I don't know. I thought it was interesting to like kind of, you know, own like a, a, a moment in history that you're not necessarily proud of, but is a true thing that occurred there. Dude, did you know that there is something called the National Stolen Art File on the FBI website? Um, I did not know that, but I guess that doesn't entirely surprise me. It's a database of stolen art and cultural property. Sick. And how many items is it? Dude, many. Like, like we talking like hundreds? Hundreds, yeah. Damn, that's so that's so fun to me to think about the hundreds of people who go to bed every night looking at a priceless artifact just so that they can appreciate it. I think There's, that's fucking <laughs> it's uh, like parody, it's, parody, whatever, whatever. Yeah, whatever I think that's whatever. fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly uh, like it's mostly paintings and drawings and stuff, but people have stolen sculptures. Okay, uh, that's a whole new set of how we doing this one. Yeah, there's a sculpture. Hold on, there's one that's like. Hey man, like, what's that thing on your back? <laughs> right, someone stole the South Carolina Sword of State. Whoa, that, that measures fifty inches long. That's pretty fucking hardcore. Some super rich dude is chilling in South Carolina with that like over his fireplace. A Fifty-inch sword made of steel with a silver hilt. That or it's made like, in the early 18th century. That or it's like a Holy total fuck. hillbilly dude who like <laughs> grills with it and uses it to like cut his brisket. Dude, there this got the sword right here. Yeah, <laughs> you could tell anybody makes fine cuts on Come this and brisket. Take it from me, dude. This website is nuts. Over my dead body, I stole it fair and square. <laughs> fuck you, buddy. Well, that that one's extra tough because if you try and come and get it from him, he has a 50 inch sword. Yeah, that's. For sure. There's a, dude, yeah, uh, bronze statues and... So this is a database of all currently missing things. Yes. Yeah, when, when they're recovered... this. When this they're is such a great concept. When they're recovered, they're removed from the database. I wonder if they have a section for all recovered dude, things. Somebody stole an eight-foot-tall sculpture made of aluminum. TM, 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 this is our new podcast. What? We just dive into the case files uh, of all well, of what's, these. Thefts. What's the one that's all about the the paintings that were stolen? There's a, a current podcast about stolen, stolen art. paintings. Yeah. Oh, that sounds dope. I didn't um, know that was real. Um, it's called like Empty Frames, I think. What? I'm listening to the fuck out of that. Uh, that sounds. Now tight we're just as advertising shit. other podcasts on our podcast, but that's okay. That's okay. Hey, shout out to Rob. Oh, yeah. Uh, did we play his promo today? Uh, <laughs> Is that a thing that our listeners have heard we, by this point? Yeah, we, okay, we inserted it somewhere in the middle there. Nice. Yeah, Rob and Our Strange Skies is a fucking great podcast and a fucking great dude. Fuck yeah. And uh, if you listen to his show, frames. you heard our voices on his show this yeah, week, true. too. Empty Frames is um, a podcast that is currently live about the Isabella Stewart Gardner 
Museum heist. Okay. Um, 1990, there were in 81 minutes, paintings, 13 paintings worth approximately half a billion dollars were stolen. Woo! Mm-hmm. And it has not been seen in Many the tw- monies. in the 28 years since. Whoa, that's pretty wild. Uh, yeah, there's a, a podcast called Empty Frames. There are 13 episodes out right now about that. Here for it. And I haven't listened to it, so I can't really vouch for how good it is, but it's a cool concept. Here for it. But yeah, there's, dude, there's a, a fucking, there's a violin ma- made in 1622 that's stolen. Whoa, that's trippy. Um... Yeah, I'll post a link to this website. It's Fuck, kind yeah, that's dope. of fascinating. Lots of it. like uh, ancient cultural artifacts and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Photo- photographs of like very uh, like what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, of like ro- international royalty and stuff. Like a portrait of uh, cardinals and popes and Russian czars. I just hope somewhere. Someone is appreciating all this stuff. I wish. Oh, fuck. So, you know, when I said it was hundreds, that was the first page of 72 pages. Oh, man. <laughs> I, just, I just now got to the bottom of that first page and saw that there are 71 more. Ooh! Page 72, deformed Nazca skull. You know, the elongated skulls? What? Somebody stole that? Yes. Like recently? Well, I don't know, but it's missing. Dude, I'm I'm spending like the next 30 Patreon episodes just talking about this shit. Sorry. We got sorry guys, we're talking about disappearing Holy everything. Shit, Mike. Um I I think I have to end this episode because I'm just I can't stop looking Spencer's at gone. this shit. I I think let me just pause it to two final things at you. All right, I think I'm closing my computer. All right. <laughs> Close Careful. my computer Don't into the yourself. microphone. I think I think three possibilities of things happen. Somebody else took it, and there was some sort of friendly exchange mm. or like extremely minimal financial exchange that hey occurred. Man, will you go dress up as the two of us and steal this painting so we can hang in our bedroom? I think it's really tight. I like the the line work. Big fan of Cooney. I'm, I I actually that's not how I envisioned it, but that's an interesting way of it. Like they actually requested that somebody steal it on their behalf. Yeah. I meant it more like and also dress up as the two of them. Yes, make it look like us, but this we don't is, want to do it. This is our fetish. Can you help us out? <laughs> we like to know that other people are dressed up like us stealing artwork in Arizona. Nice, it really gets my wife off. Hey, but... <laughs> hey, it's we the only thing you... that works these days. We've we been don't... together for a long time. We don't. <laughs> Come on, Dave. We don't Sorry. yuck anybody's yum here if that's your thing. If no, I, I, no judgment. I hope that's the answer. That's yeah. my personal. No, but like if it, I'm, that's what I'm thinking though, is like somebody. T- <laughs> Sorry. Da, 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 da. I think we were better off when I was distracted by the paintings. Go ahead. I think somebody could have taken it who was a, f- a friend or a coworker or a family, and there was some sort of at some point amicable transition of that painting. I'm talking could have been like sure. Their buddy Mark had it for 18 years, and in 2003, he was like, hey, uh, do you guys want this painting? And maybe they didn't even know what it was. They were just like, oh, yeah, it's beautiful. We'll hang it somewhere in our house. You know, like, could have been completely, like, that, I think it could have been that innocent. That somewhere (laughs) along the line. You know, the innocent theft of $100 million. Well, but you know what I mean? Like, they had no idea what it yeah, was, yeah, right, and right. that it was they, stolen. Their got involvement it from somebody could have else. been in, in, innocent. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or. I kind of doubt that. I kind of doubt that, too. 
I think another possibility is that they for sure did it. Or I think that's most likely. He and his son did it and they got it. And maybe in which case Rita was totally aware of it because it was in her bedroom every night for 40 years, 30 years. And also like, where are you going? And oh, you came back with that under your coat. Right. And while we're in another state visiting family, like, right. So I think there's also a possibility that they took it with an intent to be more like malicious with it, but they couldn't be like, they were like, how do we sell this thing? How do we get rid of it? I think that's honestly the most likely explanation is that they saw an opportunity to take it. And then once they had it realized how the fuck we're going to do impossible, it would be to move something like that. Right. And then at that point, especially after it's damaged and like without calling attention to yourself and having limited resources, like what I was never quite got to earlier was like, even to negotiate and execute a sale, you would have to already have money. Yeah, for sure. Just to be able to like get in those networks, to be able to fly international, to be able like privately, right? like you would have to have some connections and some money to even begin looking for a buyer. Yeah. You, they might've been a little cart ahead of the horse and thought this was like an interesting idea. And then on the other side, they were like, fuck, what do we do now? Right. And it makes and, it so much more likely that you get caught. Right. Trying and the, to and the stakes it. are probably way higher if you do. Right. And then if you just return, you know, if you get caught and you're like, yeah, sorry, here's your painting back. You're probably not looking at the same jail time as you are. If you sold it for 50 million. Right. For sure. Or, Internationally. Internationally. That's got to add a few years to, I would probably, think. Probably. Or I think the like the third and my favorite version of this is straight up like they went to Tucson to visit family that weekend thinking the day after Thanksgiving, there's probably going to be no one here. We're going to go right at the beginning. We we love to Koenig's work. You, honey, you go get us in. One. Go chat to the go chat with the security guard, and I'm gonna go run upstairs and grab one, and we're gonna Bonnie and Clyde this motherfucker and drive away, and have our own nail little, it to our bedroom wall and get them. Yep, and have our own private museum behind our door. I, I think that's totally possible too, and is like the most fun version of this story. Two pairs of sure. eyes to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also like their joint fictional work totally lends credibility to that theory. I because I do think there is. Like in in that line, it's almost an admittance of this is for us. Yeah, oh, we, did this, we did this for us exclusively. It wasn't it wasn't malicious, and it makes sense with like they they didn't display it anywhere, which would be stupid. They, as far as we know, never attempted to sell it. It wasn't for it wasn't for bragging rights. It wasn't for money. They never it like wasn't for fame. I would freak out and just want to get rid of it at some point if I yeah. knew like how high the stakes were. Right. They never. Seem too worried about that. They just they just uh, said goodnight to their decooning every night before they go into bed. <laughs> Good for them, I yeah, guess. I, like I really can't be mad at that. Some people have TVs in their bedroom. Yeah. Some people have hundred and sixty million dollar paintings. Mm-hmm. They also pro- may have not like fully understood the value at the time. At the time, yeah. or well, also the value at the time was not nearly what it would be now. Sure. At the time, it was probably valued for like a million or less, right. which is still a shitload of money. Right. But they may not have even known that. Right. And certainly wouldn't have known that it would be worth a hundred right. times that in the future. For sure. I don't know, I, I kind of love this story for like, it was kind of stupid and reckless. It totally worked out. Yep. The museum got their painting back. No one got hurt. And, you know, no harm, no foul. I love it. Yeah. I love them. I think it's adorable. 
All right. Let's talk about adorable crimes from now on. Uh, we'll see you guys. We're going to take about the next month off to browse through this list of stolen art on uh, on the FBI website. And, you can find uh, us on our new podcast, You Got Stole On. Uh, <laughs> it's where we flame people for getting eight-foot-tall statues stolen from their museums. And uh, wonder how the fuck something like that could still be missing. You can find us at no, I think that's mine dot com. <laughs> and uh, if you want to send us an email, o- oops, that's yours. <laughs> oops, that's yours dot com would be a pretty good domain <laughs> if we can get it. Send us an email at hi at I didn't know I couldn't do that dot com. <laughs> Sorry, officer, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Uh, I closed my computer, so I can't play any cool sounders for you. But we'll see you guys next week. Heck. There it is. Love you guys. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye. We thought the last polar bear passed away a year ago in captivity Until a camera's caught something interesting Proximity alert lights at one of a hundred research sites A mother and a cub in the early evening light They walked right by, seemingly healthy, heading north We scrambled a drone, jumped in a jeep and sallied forth But by the time we had reached that position No bears, not even footprints to prove they had existed It happened three more times within a year Never any evidence, but the footage was crystal clear so we wrote about reports every time they appeared and kept the video files in a folder labeled weird and the solar wind dance in the magnetosphere and what whales remained sang songs we couldn't hear and the ice kept right on melting though we wouldn't admit it in retrospect we felt it and the fifth time the bears appeared we followed protocol as always the drone the jeep coordinates to chase and again no footprints no droppings no trace and again empty-handed we returned to base, except the four of us had left, only three of us remained. Fight or flight, we already knew his fate. He wasn't lost in the wilderness, he had just decided to stay. We all knew that was okay. Next day, another member of our research team walked off into the endless white. I nodded at him as he left and kept sipping my coffee, knowing that I'd never see him again, knowing that was alright. The third scientist walked into the waves that night, just as yet another proximity alert chime. I brought up the camera, sector 7, grid 5. The mother and the cub once again still alive. Still alive. They looked right at the camera and I understood what the animals implied. Of course it's right. I put my coffee cup down, stepped out the back door and walked straight into the northern lights. The dead have no destination, only direction. The dead have no destination, only direction. The dead have no destination, only direction. The dead have no destination. Only direction, 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 dead have no destination. Only direction.